Hello and welcome to another episode of the EFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Angus. Uh, Jamie is on the call with us, but he's had a dental issue, so he won't be with us this evening. Uh, but joining me is Dan Ashby. Dan, how are you? Yeah, not bad, Angus. Just after a 2-0 win from from Lewin over Reading, so we're marching towards the playoffs. Absolutely, and uh, in, in a win that does absolutely nothing for my gaffer team but uh the less we talk about our gaffer teams the better probably this week it wasn't bad but obviously in a boost heavy week we're probably still at a deficit um but what we're going to do this week as uh you've probably seen on twitter we're going to do a q a um so we put out for questions um we've got a fair few in um as i'm looking at them i have them in no particular order i don't even know how Twitter has sorted them in this order, so we'll just run through them um, and do our best to ans- answer them. Uh, there was no point I was trying to do sort of a turnaround pod between game weeks, so uh, we've opted to do this instead. Um, so without further ado, I mean, do you want to cover your scores so far, Dan, or because that hasn't updated, shall we just leave it? We can leave it. Or we'll go over it quickly. <clears throat> um I don't know if it's updated, but from what it's showing me, I'm on 119 minus eight. Um, obviously, I had Captain Mitro for 52, uh, Vice Captain Brereton, who done nothing. Um, I got six for Rodak, 10 for Bogle, uh, 10 for Johnson, Daniel Johnson, 10 for O'Hare, uh, 10 for Adebayo. Probably the one. Uh, thing I regret was I had Willock first sub and he's not coming on for 11. I chose to play Brennan Johnson over Willock. So once again, another 50-50 that's slightly gone against me. But yeah, I think I might, I think I've probably dropped maybe 20 places, but considering I've not played a boost, I'm going to probably quite happy with that. Yeah. Um, as it currently stands, I'm on 123 minus eight. As of the uh, Tuesday night update, that was that put me at 110th, uh, which was a little bit of a red arrow, about 10, 15 places. But given that, again, I'm another one who's played no boost this week, I can't complain too much. Uh, Mitrovic captain, um, but obviously that's probably a loss this week with the number of captain fantastics around. Uh, Daniel Johnson I had I started Willock over Brennan Johnson so that one's gone my way um, Bogle O'Hare and Adebayo the other ones sort of returning for me um, so yeah um, over 100 but probably still a red arrow but if it's just a small red arrow in a boost heavy week I'll be quite happy um, I'll be playing a boost in game week 28 um, it is Wednesday night and I still have not decided what that will be so <laughs> That'll be a fun one. Um, but yeah, we'll get into the questions. So the first one I've got here is from Auto Reclose, Darren. Uh, topical, given that I watched some of this game tonight. Uh, are you surprised by how poor Tony has been in the Premier League this season? I know it's a step up, but I really expected more from him. Uh, so Darren, what do you think on uh, Ivan Tony this season? Um, so obviously Ivan Tony done well last season. Uh, fantasy and goal scoring wise but I think towards the end of even last season we saw that they changed this 3-5 at the back and he wasn't scoring quite as many goals um, and I just think he's more uh, he's playing more for the team and it seems like Mbuemo seems to get a lot of the big chances obviously old-fashioned big man little man up front so fantasy wise he probably has underperformed, but I think there's no doubt that he is a Premier League player. I don't know what you think, Angus. Yeah, I think actually the fantasy, the poor sort of fantasy performance is actually what's warped people's perception of his performance this season. I don't think it's been that bad, but because of... Um, the, the fantasy, the lack of returns, I think he's on about five goals this season. That sort of really affected people's perception of how he's done, where I think he's actually done quite well. Um, so, I mean, it's been an adjustment, obviously, but like you say, I think he's a lot of the... 
um, the stuff of the team still goes through him and everything. And I think he's done a lot for the team around him. It's just not the output that we might have expected. But I don't think it's been bad. I just think maybe he's almost, you know, sacrificed more of his goal scoring output than we might have expected for the betterment of the team around him. Uh, so I think he's probably changed the way he's played a little bit this season as well, which has probably made a difference. Uh, that's the other thing I would say there. Um, but we'll move on to Chris Hermitage's question. Uh, he's got It's a two-part question. Best live footballing memory or experience? And what stadium is top of your list to visit? Uh, so, Dan, if you want to take this one first. Yeah, this, this is quite hard um, for me because obviously... Being a Luton fan, we've seen a lot of promotions, uh, obviously a lot of relegations, um, had lots of cup upsets as well. Uh, like we beat Norwich when we were we were the first team to beat a Premier League side uh, away from home in the FA Cup. Um, so Norwich away is one of them. Um, we also had the Johnston Paint Trophy where we were on that was the season we had minus point minus 30 points and we we won the Johnston Paint trophy so i'd probably go for that just because it was a massive fu to the efl and F- fa and everything so probably that yeah i mean one of mine feels a bit like recency bias because uh Obviously, I was at the North London derby this season when Arsenal was sort of you know, ahead by multiple goals by half time, which was a a bit of a sort of bizarre experience almost. <laughs> Just the sort of like, is this really happening? Um, one that probably wasn't for a, a team I I sort of root for, but um, no, was was sort of an enjoyable experience. Was um, I went to, I think it was about three years ago, I went to the Camp Nou, um, Barcelona against Lyon in the Champions League. Um, Barcelona won and Messi put on a show. Uh, they won about 5-1 and Messi was incredible. So just sort of seeing that, <laughs> sort of being able to see sort of Messi in full flow in person, um, that that was, you know, quite special. Um, yeah, like I said, that... That that's a hard one because, like, in the lower leagues, we won and non-league, we won games like seven, eight nil. But yeah. that's not real. It's enjoyable, but it's not like even the Bournemouth game at the weekend. That's probably like really high up there, just from like how it ended, like last kick of the game and and things like that. So that's probably in top ten. Yeah, and. Uh... Ground top of your list to visit? Um, well, I, I've not, we've not been in the Premier League, so we've I've not been to a lot of them. I've been to, um, obviously, I've been to Wembley, been to Etihad, been to Anfield, probably Old Trafford. Never yeah. been there, so um, I've I've had the joy of going to a few overseas as well. I've been to sort of the Bernabeu, I've been to the New Camp, I've been to. Um, the Amsterdam Arena. Um, I'd probably say either uh, Borussia Dortmund Stadium or um, the San Siro for me. You got to uh, tick the main one off the list this year. Yeah, I've, I've been to, to Kenilworth Road. Road. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, also n- nice change of pace with that question. Nothing to do with fantasy football. <laughs> Um, next one James Wood said surely West Brom have the best double so a good pump for captain too worth getting Grant now BBD has a couple of blanks so obviously for everyone who's aware Brandon Diaz is going away with Chile and will miss the games which uh, as someone who was looking at potentially selling Brandon Diaz anyway potentially gaining on people that's sort of that's an annoying one for me because now a lot more people are going to sell him um, but what what do you think, Dad? Do you think a do you think West Brom do have the best double, and b do you think it's worth going with one of their forwards um, for the double? This is so tricky because on paper that it well Peterborough definitely is. I'm not convinced Preston is. No, Birmingham um, have the best double anyway. But <laughs> yeah, 
and I'm not getting Scott Hogan. Um, <laughs> it's so hard. I got so badly burned by Grant and Robinson at the start. There's no way I'm going back there. And DK's DK's not fit yet. Um, so I, I, I personally would go. I I don't think Swan Swansea have a decent double. Um, I think Luton's doubles okay, and even Bristol City's doubles okay. Um, who's Bristol City got? Cardiff and Luton. I think that Luton game's going to have a lot of goals in. So it'll be Adebayo or Byman for me, probably. Yeah, I mean one that uh, I'm sure a few people have looked at. If we're looking at captaincy shouts is uh, Brennan Johnson. I know that Derby game isn't necessarily that easy, but uh, Derby at home, Barnsley at home. Um, I, th- I think there'll be a few people looking at him this week, and I think there are worse shouts. But um, yeah, I mean, even if you're going West Brom, uh, you might actually be better going with a defender than <laughs> one of the forwards. Um, yeah, you could be right there. So that that's another one to bear in mind for me personally is that I'd probably be more inclined to go with the defender. Like you say, it's difficult to pick out the attackers. So if you end up on the right one, um, like, you know, let's let's say, let's bring, this is one of the only times we'll mention FPL on this, but I've gone for Bruno Fernandes from Manchester United for their double and I've ended up on the right one. If you manage to do the same with West Brom this week with the, their double on paper, like, you know, it, it could be massive, but knowing which one is going to be the right one, that's the problem. Um, I'd probably be... I was all set to go Daryl DK, and I don't think I can do it now. Um, he's not play, I don't think. He looked very good in the half hour he came on, but I don't think that's enough to immediately jump into the starting lineup necessarily. Um, if he does, and he does well, I'll just sort of be like so so be it um i don't think i can buy him carl and grant would probably be the one i would go for um if i was going to buy one um so if you want to go for an attacker i'd probably say go carl and grant um we'll move on to uh, perry allen's question he asks when newcastle go down will i still be allowed to contribute to the pod next season if i consistently make wood puns or references asking for a friend um no. <laughs> um it, you know, he's he's obviously a Fulham fan, so he's he's already decided Fulham are going up, <laughs> which after the, the week they've just had, uh is not the most unreasonable thought. Um this is probably as good an opportunity as any for me to bring in a couple of great um Fulham stats I saw this week. Uh I saw yesterday. Uh, one I had to work out, one I saw. So Fulham have scored more league goals in the last eight days than Barnsley have all season. Uh, <laughs> that's 17 to 16. And Fulham's goal difference is now higher than anybody else in the championships goals scored. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm feeling quite happy Luton and Drew with them 1-1. Yeah, um, you, you've seen recently... Um, what they're like in full flow. Um, you know, they've managed to get goals even when it hasn't necessarily been the clearest cut chances, particularly in the last two. Um, I know the Reading game was different. I mean, that was the seven. And like the last two, um, we'll talk about Jamie's favourite thing, XG. Their, their XG was barely two in the last two games. Against Reading, their XG was five. I'm not sure I've ever seen a game with an XG of five. <laughs> um, so it, it just shows that even even when in theory the chances aren't as good or they aren't as good, that they can still do real damage. Um, and I think that's that's the thing with them. So, uh, yeah, it was just an opportunity for me to bring in those full of stats, particularly just, you know, to point out the difference between them and Barnsley. <laughs> so uh, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, which is Mark Dorney. Uh, he said, unlikely to captain a forward next game week. So is super subs or multi-captain the play? Um, he said he'll probably go to, 
probably will go three double game week players in mid and defence. He said to, to add context, his bench is likely to be more Robinson, Rothwell and Brereton Diaz. Um, so obviously that's an iffy one because we've just talked about Brereton Diaz's um, absence uh, for international duty. More... I'll try and find out, but you know he's he's just come back from COVID, which is part of the reason that Wilson stayed in. But Wilson's done a decent job, so who knows whether Moore's going to get his his spot back? There's also uh, been links with Moore to to being sold, although I, I think that was to Villa and they brought in Olsen, so yeah, I'm not sure. I think, I think Moore was the backup if they if they couldn't get Olsen, they were going to go after Moore. Um, Robinson and Rothwell would probably be fine, actually, on a on a sort of super subs. Um, don't love um, multi-captain as a play in part because I, I, I personally don't feel there's enough gain. Although I think if you play the multi-captain on three double game week, as you're still effectively getting three captains. So it's not the, it's not the worst. Um, otherwise you'd probably have to make changes to that bench to, to make the super subs viable. Um, I don't know what you think Dan about sort of the, the boost ideas there. Yeah, um, pretty much what you said probably has to change more on Brereton. But if those are the only changes, then I don't hate super subs. So Yeah. Yeah, I think if you, if you can have at least sort of six, maybe seven doublers across your squad with a number of decent sort of single game week players, um, super subs isn't the worst actually to end up uh, on this week. Um. We've got another question here from Auto Close, Darren. Um, he said, "On Budget Buster, is Carvalho a better choice over any other midfielder that has a double game week?" Um, while I pull up the fixtures, Dan, do you want to take this first? I think they're a way to Stoke. Yeah, I. You've got a banker doubler. I think. Um, I don't think Stoke are going to get complete. I'd be shocked if Stoke got hammered, to be honest. Wouldn't you, Angus? Yeah. With Martin uh, O'Neill. <laughs> I would. We, we, should, we should start saying wild Stoke things. So. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I think, I think I'd think i be surprised. Like, Obviously, Fulham are in a great run of form. Carvalho's in a great run of form. Uh, at least the last couple, he's, he's sort of really perked up. Um, the one thing to bear in mind with Carvalho particularly with the contract situation, he could be sold at any moment. Uh, I think Silva has said that like he hasn't ruled out to the idea of them selling Carvalho in, in January if he's not going to sign a new contract, um, at yeah. least get some money for him. So uh, that's a risk. But I think the thing is, we've seen the potential, particularly in Gaffer, of like if you get someone who does who does well in a double game week, you know, you can be talking double digits easy, where that's harder to achieve in a in a single game, where player doesn't even have to do that much in a double, to, like one attacking return, and you're and you're in double figures um, in the double game week. And also, Carvalho's the out the front four is the most at risk for Bobby yeah. Reed, so I'd go a doubler personally. Yeah, and I mean, you know, when it's talking about um, budget buster. Um, in terms of the budget mids, I'm just thinking, doesn't Brennan Johnson count for that? Yeah, I guess he probably has Brennan Johnson though. Yeah, but in terms of saying is he the best shout, Brennan Johnson at the very least, I'd have to say is is a better shout. Chris Willock, um, we won't know the price changes until Friday, which which will be an interesting situation for people to then work out. But if Chris Willock doesn't go up then he counts for the budget buster and he, he would be a better pick for me than Carvalho as well. Um, so I think it, it's tough to sort of say that he's better than any um, budget mid um, for the uh, budget buster, particularly because you've just that you've got those two uh, quite apart from anyone else. Uh, you know, there's it that you could, you could make an argument between him and, O'Hare, for example, I mean O'Hare's just come off a double-digit return and has now has a double. Um, so yeah, so I think uh, it's tough to justify, but I think if you were left with 
him having to be one of your players on the budget buster, I don't think that's a problem. Um, it's just that there are probably doubling mids who, who are better in absolute terms. Uh, but we'll move on to Joe Jenkins's question. Uh, he asks, which goalkeeper to start this week, Moore or Everson? I think Coventry have the better double, but has Moore lost his place? He's in the bench last week, worried about rotation. Um, so obviously we've covered at length, but I'll just sort of clarify. Um, Moore had COVID and he'd only recently returned, I think before the FA Cup game. Um, hasn't really been able to train a great deal. Wilson had a couple of good games in goal. Um, a lot of Coventry fans expected more to come back in, though, um, but obviously he didn't. Um, it remained, uh, and Wilson did decently enough again. It remains to be seen. Um, you know, Robbins was very unclear before last week whether, like, which one was going to start. Hopefully, we might we might get a bit more information from him this time whether Wilson's going to keep his place. But I think of the two. You know, you'd have to say Everson. I mean, Everson might be the better play anyway. Even like, even though they've got a tough double. Um, you know, I mean, Swansea at this point. Who knows with them? Like, genuinely, who knows? Um, you know, Patterson and the issues there. Um, so, and then West Brom. We've seen. Um, is it West Brom? I've got that right, haven't I? Yeah. yeah We've Brom. seen them have issues in attack and multiple teams keep unexpected half clean sheets, full clean sheets against them. So um, of the two, I'd probably go Everson. If you have the luxury of moving to a keeper, you might want to look elsewhere, but it, I don't think it's worth it if, you, if you've if you just got Everson. Um, I'm not sure it would even be worth the gamble um, to play to play more. And then he, he drops out if he if he doesn't play because obviously with the two games he might not play the first and then come in for the second. So, uh, um, do you have anything to add on that, Dan? Just with Everson, he he's got the double in twenty eight, double in twenty nine, and he plays in thirty. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty much no brainer, I think. Yeah, I'm potentially going to have to make a keeper it. transfer this week, and. Uh, it might well end up being Everson. Um, it's just whether I can then get mentally over the idea of seeing three Preston players in my team, depending on what the news is with Josh Earl. Um, <laughs> you know, ending up on triple Preston feels like a textbook trap. We'll <laughs> um, move on to the next question, uh, which is uh, from uh, John Jacobson, John Jaco. Um, said, what price will Callum Wilson, Pookie and Cornet be next season in Gaffer? Um, so I know, I know we've actually discussed Timu Pookie before uh, yeah. <laughs> the next season. Uh, funnily enough, Norwich have just hit a little run of form and it's sort of like, uh, you know, can they get out of it? Um, but what do you think on those three Dan pri- prices? I can't even remember who, who was the most expensive this year. Solanke and because was Mitro the uh, Solanke and Mitrovic, I think. And they were eleven, eleven five, eleven. I think it was eleven. I, I personally think it's it, the top striker should be more than eleven, especially in the championship. And Pookie's had two great year, years. He's definitely going to be eleven. Um. Wilson, if he stays down with, with Newcastle, will probably be similar. And Cornet, does he play up front? Because he can play on the wing as well, can't he? Yeah, it's whether he would stay up front or whether they go for another striker, because really, he's a wide midfielder. Um, yeah, probably. Even in Gaffer, he probably wouldn't be too much. Um, I think Cornet probably put about nine. Yeah. You'd have to be up there, but like Pookie um, and Wilson would be like 11, 12 million. Yeah. Um, so I think, and then, yeah, Wilson and Pookie, I think, you know, I'd probably have Wilson at slightly more than Pookie, um, but we're talking the top end striker prices for both of them. Yeah. Um, assuming they were still there, but for the purpose of the question, we're, we're assuming they're still there. So I'd, I'd put Wilson, Wilson would probably, depending on who else is down, slot in as the most expensive uh, forward in the game, uh, Pookie just behind for me. Um, 
even though I probably wouldn't go with Pookie, he would deserve to be at the top end price-wise. If Bournemouth stay down, you'd probably have to argue Solanke would have to be up there as well. Yeah, although I wonder if they stay down, whether Dominic Solanke stays down with them. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, if he was down, he'd he'd have to be up at the top end as well. Uh, another one from Joe Jenkins, uh, who says, what are your captaincy thoughts for this week? I currently have my captaincy on Johnson and my vice captaincy on Johnson, but should I just be sticking to Fulham's eight goals per game attackers? Uh, so Dan, have you had any thoughts so far about captaincy for this week? Yeah, it's going to be, um, pro- probably Adebayo. Um, it's more so that second game against Bristol City. Yeah. And Bristol City away from home, I think they conceded two goals or more in sev- the last seven games. So, and also, I want a captain and Luton player. Don't get to do it that often. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so I'll be captaining Tom Ince. Um, <laughs> um, no, I'll be captaining probably Brennan Johnson. Um, depending on what I do transfer wise, I'm currently sat on nine doublers um i'm working on the assumption there that more isn't going to play otherwise i'd be on 10 um adebayo uh, brennan johnson um daniel johnson all good picks willock i like um or one of the west brom defenders like i said i might well go with them um so th- those are the options i'm looking at um there's probably one or two others you could add to that um, across oh, the double, but uh, I don't know if you have any others that aren't in your team necessarily, Dan, that you would think of as captaincy shouts. Probably Byman from Bristol City. We've seen numerous occasions he gets double returns in games, then he? So, and like we said, he's got Cardiff and Luton, which I think he could do well at. So, and on the uh, point about just captaincy, um, Fulham players, you want to you want to captain a double, don't you? Otherwise, yeah, yeah. I mean, no I, fun, I don't see, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people, particularly people moving to Budget Buster, are either going to be without Fulham players or sell the Fulham players. And I think the other thing is with the number of people who will um, captain a doubler, you know, it's that two shots at it. What if what if Fulham have one of their games where they sort of like have sorry 30 shots or you know and don't score any or one of their games where they have about four shots and don't score any like you know you have to remember they've played what reading who might be one of the worst teams in the league at the moment they are Bristol city who you know took the game to them that was part of, that was part of the thing that was part of the reason it got so weird was bristol city just took the game to fulham um, which makes for a great game, but it means that, like, you know, you're then sort of like, well, that's how Fulham end up scoring six goals. Um, that's why I like either Adebay or, or Vyman as the captain, because that and bristol City game is just going to be end-to-end, I think. Yeah, and then they played Birmingham. You know, it's worth remembering that, um, you know, they're then going to... They're, they're going to rock solid Stoke at the weekend. Like that's that's a much tougher game. <laughs> um, so, um, but no, I think that's genuinely a tougher game than what they've had. So I think it's worth bearing that in mind with the sort of the, the number of goals they've been scoring. You know who that's come against. Um, so. Uh, we've got one from Sean Linus, who said he had a similar problem. Uh, his initial plan was to use the super subs boost with two doubling goalkeepers. But would he now be better off replacing one of them and play a different boost, potentially multi-captain? Uh, he's already used the budget buster and captain fantastic. Um, he's then followed up with, uh, yeah, about my super subs, because he's got uh, Davis and Moore, <laughs> both of whom are out. <laughs> <laughs> or potentially out, both of whom were left out the weekend. He's got Earl <laughs> on his bench. He's got Billing, who was out for Bournemouth, and he's got Brereton Diaz. Oh, Kadra, but he's got Brereton Diaz, who's going away on international duty. So, uh, yeah, his super subs might not be uh, the, the most viable 
And um, he's got Brie as well. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean to he's laugh. A he's a Luton fan as well. Well, then it's fine. His it's, it's team's won. Like, um, I'd potentially look at something like a a multi-captain at that point. Yeah, I would, yeah. Um, like I say, I, you know, it's, I don't love it um, in a vacuum. I mean, we've seen, for the people who talk about multi-captain versus captain fantastic, we've seen an example with that this week in terms of if you had the, the captain fantastic on Alexander Mitrovic, you know, you're, you're flying this week. Um, yeah. So, but, you know, to, to spread it across a double game week, when other things have gone against you, it it's not the worst move, and uh, you still end up with essentially three captains in a double. Like that's that's nothing to sort of you know to turn your nose up at it. Uh, anyway, um, I'd probably be making a keeper transfer though if you've got more and Davis. Yeah. <laughs> I've made so many keeper transfers over the last few weeks. It's like I've got Rodak and more. And yeah. Like, do I just get Everson because he's playing so many games? Like I'm, but that, I'm not joking. That'll be like my fourth or third or fourth transfer in eight weeks for yeah. a goalie. Well, I thought I was awkward in you know I'd work I'd I'd made myself a mini planner. Um, I think I'd done it for the next sort of six or seven game weeks, and I was like, okay, in this period, great. You know, I've got Rodak doubling, then more doubling. It goes together perfectly. And then more, more is out. And I'm like, oh, it's all right. It'll be back in time for the double. And now it's like, will he even be playing? So um, so that'll be an interesting one to try and work out. But yeah, uh, in Sean's case, I'd look at a, at a multi-captain there. Um, another question from also Reclose Starrett. <laughs> oh, God. He says, I'm nicely set up for this game week. I have Moore and Davis as my nailed double game week goalkeepers. What is the story with these two clowns? So, you know since he bragged about having three boosts, <laughs> it's definitely karmic justice. Um, Moore, I've said, you know, he might be back in. Um, of the two, the, the Davis one was much stranger when the Stoke team, team dropped. I think um, I've already forgotten the guy's name, to be honest. Uh, Bonham? Um, but when it when it dropped, uh, let me look it up now. Bonham. Yeah. I think I said in our WhatsApp chat, what's a Bonham? <laughs> I've never heard of him. Um, he was, he was Clean, fine. Um, clean sheet. Yeah, but... Um, I, ha- I haven't looked for the comments um, ahead of the weekend about why Davis was left out. We've seen all along, though, look, Davis and Bursic have basically been rotating whenever they made a mistake or yeah, turned up um, late for training or whatever. So yeah. it doesn't seem uh, like he needs a, a lot to change his keeper. So. No, uh, that is very true. Yeah, Bursic um, will probably be first choice next week on crutches. But I mean, Bursic's back on the grass. Uh, so that adds another wrinkle to it. Backs out, uh, he's back out training on grass. So uh, so who knows? But uh, no, we'll, we'll hopefully have something for you by the weekend, at least some sort of reasoning as to why, why Davis was left out um, and any indication about who's going to play. But yeah uh, i don't think you could look at him as nailed um given that he's just been left out and uh it might still be another sort of it might be another couple of weeks before bursic is back but there's no guarantee on that anyway given that he's sort of back in some level of training uh so we'll see on that more again hopefully we'll get more news from robbins whether that's going to stick or whether it was just still that he he'd only just been back from covid and he didn't want to throw him back in um, he's been so good for them this season. It would feel a bit harsh for him to have just lost his place now. Um, but we'll see. The next question we've got is from FPL Commander. He said, with uh, blank game week 30 coming up and my team having the Fulham triple up and a huge problem now as well, should I overhaul this week as my last boost or wait for a better opportunity like game week 29 or game week 30? perhaps he's said existing team and possible team attached at any other options so in his team he's got more and rodak 
Defenders, he's got Hughes, Furlong, Townsend, McFadzen, and Stevens. Midfielders, he's got Wilson, Johnson, uh, Brennan Johnson, Willock, Rothwell, and Buckley. He's got Mitrovic, Brereton, Diaz, and Solanke. Um, so he's talking about uh, with his overhaul, he'd overhaul into Moore and Wilson in goal. Townsend, Furlong, Roberts, Bogle, and Earl. Brennan Johnson, uh, Willock, Rothwell, Buckley, Patterson in midfield. And Brereton, Diaz, Mitrovic, and Reese up front. Um, so obviously with the information that we've got, I can see a few issues there. Um, obviously, more McFadzine in the team he's got. Uh, he's he's got currently. Um, McFadzine was also on the bench, although it sounds an, another one that it was just about how recently he'd been back from COVID. Um, I can't imagine he's so important to them at the back. I can't imagine him being out for long. Brereton Diaz obviously going away now on international duty, uh, so that changes uh, a lot. But looking at your potential overhaul team there's there's some stuff to like there josh earl you need c- clarity on him whether he's back um patterson <laughs> let's just say he's uh in a disagreement with swansea over his contract um for, for anyone who's missed the story uh jamie patterson on the contract with uh, swansea um He's one of the lowest paid players in the squad. I will say that as a caveat at the start. Uh, they have a, it was a, a contract at the end of the year with an option to extend it for another year. They've agreed, to, they agreed to bring it forward uh, to do the extension. Uh, Patterson believed he was going to get a pay increase along with this. Um, Swansea clearly did not expect to give him a pay increase. Um, Patterson was unhappy with this. Swansea decided to trigger the extension anyway, brought forward the the triggering of the extension anyway, um, keeping him on the same wages. And uh, Jamie Patterson was out at the weekend because he, um, I I forget the terminology, but he basically said mentally, he wasn't mentally able to play uh uh because of how sort of i guess upset and angry he was but uh so that's that's not necessarily the best pick and uh Brereton diaz being away but um in terms of his uh initial team dan the team he's got now and his thought about whether he should overhaul this week or in 28 or, or in 29 or 30 um would you overhaul that or would you uh look to make moves sort of around the edges it's tricky, isn't it? Now, I think if it, had, I'm guessing he played a boost this week because the yeah. ideal plan would have been overhauling into 27. Yeah, this is it's tricky, isn't it? I, I don't think I think you can get rid of Brereton and Solanke. I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd I think look... he has to overhaul. Yeah, I um... think so. Because I mean, you you could easily take a minus four or minus eight this week, get even three uh, doublers in, and that probably makes up for your hit. But um, you'd have to get doublers in that play in thirty as well, and particularly in the forward areas, that's not necessarily great. Aside from uh, Reese, um, but. Oh, Vyman, but I'd I'd probably look at the overhaul, but um, yeah, it will depend. I think, particularly looking at what you were thinking of doing, gone at the injury status um, of of a few players. Um, so that's that's definitely one to uh, to mull over. I would say probably um, wait and sort of get a bit more clarity. Obviously, we've had things very recently, like the Brereton Diaz news in terms of going away on international duty. So. All the time you can buy yourself can get you more information. Uh, is the other thing I'd say there. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so the next question we've got, I decided to throw in um, a couple of questions. Um, I know Jamie's gutted; he can't answer one of them. <laughs> so, uh, uh, question one, which was uh, especially for Dan, is Cal Naismith the best defender in the championship, or is he the best player in the championship? <laughs> Probably the best defender. Ball playing defender. Yeah. Um, um, I, th- I think we saw. I've been going on about it in the WhatsApp group for all season, 
And I think we just saw on Saturday that he is. Um, goal and assist. And he does that near enough every game by playing out from the back. So, yeah, he's definitely in, in the top one best cent- ball-playing <laughs> centre-back. Um, um, I thought it was quite interesting, actually, listening to Sonny Bradley when the two of them yeah. were talking on the TV afterwards. And he was saying that that after that first touch, where he chopped inside the player coming across him. And Sonny Bradley said they all knew he was going to chop inside yeah. the player and then then go back onto his left. Um, like Maybe you can argue like best centre-back, but Bulls playing centre-back. He used to play on the wing. I mean, when, so, he, when he first came through at Rangers, he was yeah. a striker. That's what he's, I mean. He's, so he, he's, he's, he's gradually made his way all the way back from striker to, <laughs> to centre-back. And second, second half... Uh, on Saturday, he played defensive mid. Yeah, He's never played defensive mid. <laughs> it, it, I don't know if you heard not the top twenty. They they said to uh, they were talking about Cal Naismith, and they basically said he just plays a different position oh, yeah. every year. So, so I I wrote this quote down because I thought this might Did come you? up. What is what was said on not the top twenty? So they said he's so good at football that each season he has to choose a new position to play just to keep himself entertained. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it really is the sort of thing he came through as a striker initially. Then he moved to sort of left wing and then sort of left mid. Then he moved back to left back. Yeah. Now he's sort of centre back. He's played holding mid now for 45 minutes. Like, who knows? Yeah, um, I, I, I'd say he's the most underrated player in the championship. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, so. Number two. Um, Dan will have to make do with answering this one. What is your favourite type of takeaway and what is your go-to order? Oh, I'm going to be bored. I, I like fish and chips. You can't go wrong with that for me. Um, we, we've got one of the best uh, around here just across the road from where I live. So, yeah. Um, if you're wondering why I occasionally burst out laughing, we've still got Jamie on the call with us. So occasionally I can see his reaction to things. Uh, I don't think he agrees with that. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I always enjoy a pizza. I've had a pizza this evening. <laughs> so <laughs> um, pizza. I, I, I love, I love like most things on a pizza. Generally I like to have some meat on a pizza, whether it's pepperoni yeah. or, um, so, so chicken or something like that on there, meat feast, something like that. Norm- normally something along those lines for me, um, would be the go-to. Uh, so, so, so that would be my, my preferred option. We'll have to get Jamie's next week. So yeah, I'll, 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 I'll bring the question back next week so that Jamie can answer it. <laughs> Um, the next one we've got is from FPL Odyssey, Alex. He said, with no boosts left, is it now best to prioritise incoming transfers on players with a fixture in game week 30? I think it has to be really, doesn't it? Uh, you're probably best place to answer this. I mean, I don't think my boost now really affects my my transfer plans, but obviously with, with no boost yeah. yourself, are you, have it, are you keeping an eye on game week 30 with the moves you make? I will keep an eye on it. Like, I think I might bring in Colin this week. Plays probably the best double defensively and game week 30. Probably bring in Vyman. Good double this week, playing 30. I think I might have one or two other players. Uh, I can't remember. Do Preston play in 30? Yeah, they do. Yeah, so I've got Johnson. I've got Johnson. I did have Brer and Diaz, so I might bring him out. Sorry, <laughs> bring him out and in, but I'll, I'll probably aim with um, about um, six or seven players. Just I'm not going to wreck my team for that game week. Um, I, I'll have Bogle as well. So yeah, yeah. I think I think there's there's a balance to be struck. I think you should you should at this point have an eye on game week 30 uh there's no like you know if you're if you're bringing in like four players none of whom double uh, or none of whom play in 30 that's going to be a problem for you you might as well not do it even for the short-term game but i think there's a balance to be struck even at this point i mean you've probably missed the ideal opportunity to bring a luton player in yeah but i wouldn't hate the idea of bringing one in now 
Um, but you'd you'd probably have to be doing it in conjunction with someone who does play in 30 or, you know, I think that the teams that do play in 30, you've got enough from them, you know, with the likes of Blackburn, the likes of Bristol City, likes of Hull. They don't have a double, but they're probably one more to look at for game week 30, maybe game week 29, because there's so few uh, doubles. I mean, there's a few doubles, but in terms of the doubles you might be targeting, there's there's very little that week because you're not going to be buying someone who doubles in 29 uh but blanks in 30 so i think that's the big thing there but yeah i'd i'd i I mean i still have a boost and i'm still keeping an eye on game week 30 when i'm looking at players so i think that's probably just practical really um but the next question we've got is from fpl hindsight says any swansea players worth buying five games in three game weeks but nobody really stands out is Mitro to Piero viable or am I mental effective five for two over the next three so Dan what are your thoughts on Swansea yeah I think it's viable um Preston QPR Hull Luton and they play in 30 Blackburn my one worry with Piero was a lot of his goals this season or assists were to do with Patterson as well. And if yeah. Patterson's not pl- playing, then that that's definitely a worry. Uh, also lost Ethan Laird. I know they got Christie, but is he as good as Laird? I'm not sure. So No, I mean... It's you a know, hard the, the, one. The Patterson thing has really thrown a, thrown a spanner in there. Um, I think that's the big thing. So it's just it's worth noting they've just lost Jake Bidwell to Coventry as well. Uh, so what that means for the team uh, is not entirely clear. I would assume Ryan Manning moves up, but then who moves from to centre-back or who comes in at centre-back? Um, maybe they, they change things up a little bit. Maybe there's someone who's about to come in. Um, Piero would probably be the best shout at this point, but I, I'm not sure I could do it personally. Um, do you- and Swansea kind of feel like one as well. Where it's looking at the looking at the fixtures um, or looking at the number of fixtures, where like you know Preston, it's not the easiest game in the world. QPR, not the easiest game in the world. Hull, I mean we've just seen them beat Blackburn tonight. That's not an easy game either, and they play Blackburn in thirty, which isn't an easy game either. So I think it's one of those where you can get seduced a bit by the number of fixtures, and particularly on the Gaffer site where they're all green. <laughs> either light green or sort of slightly dark green and you sort of think oh yeah this is this is sort of a great run but is it really uh, so that would be the other word of caution I would give on that um, we've got a question from uh, the FPL will never stop he said he's had a shocker forgot the deadline was 11am so he didn't activate Captain Fantastic on Mitro and Brereton Diaz plan is to load up on doublers and bench boost this game week or should I use Captain Fantastic elsewhere? So if you were to use Captain Fantastic this week, Dan, who do you think would make that worth it or who would be the best play? Probably Adebayo or Vyman. Okay. I don't know. I'm, I, th- I'm, I think if you I'm look coming on around after- to the Andy Vyman thing, but I, 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 I'd possibly look at something like Adebayo and Brennan Johnson. Um. I still like that double for them, particularly with two home games. I mean, you know, the game's three days away. We don't know how many more players Derby might have sold by then. Um, and I don't true. mean to rub that into no, you're Derby right. fans or anything, but it's just like we're seeing at the moment. You know, I mean, Phil Jagielko, I know it was an end of contract thing, but he was gone at sort of a few hours notice. Graham Shinney was out of the team and was sold to uh, Wigan for a r- rumoured 30 grand, uh, which you is just absurd. Sibley, who's got offers from Millwall. I know he's not been in the team, but it's just squad depth. Yeah, I mean, multiple bids have been rejected from the likes of Nottingham Forest for Buchanan as well. Um, Bielik, as soon as he gets back to fitness, will probably be subject to offers. I mean, Kazim Richards, I mean, the, the, the Turkish owner that's just gone in at Hull, would he, he look at former Turkey international Colin Kazim Richards? Uh, that's possible as well. So That's got Czech, um, what's his name? The, the Everton striker written all over it. Oh, Czech Tosin, yeah. Yeah, Czech Tosin. Pro- proper gaffer asset there. Yeah. 
He'd, pro- he'd probably be at a more appropriate level if he came to the championship. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd, I, I don't think it's the worst, depending on the number of doublers you've got, to still play the super subs. I think if you've got quite a lot of doublers, even if it's sort of, you know, good single game week players on your bench, I still think that's viable for a super subs, just sort of, you know, cover yourself with with all your players playing, essentially. I, I just think you it because so many teams are playing Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. Yeah. There's gonna be rotate like Bree I'm that Bree came out of nowhere really. I know we called back Kyoso, but there was rumours that was happening before he even got injured. So um I thought Burke and Campbell were gonna be out and they played. So yeah. Earl kept from nowhere, so Super yeah, subs it's, just it's feel a, a bit of a risk at the minute. Yeah, and I think the thing is with the we've just seen with the Captain Fantastic, you know, Mitrovic had a double, and Captain has gained what thirty odd points. That doesn't even account for the extra points for the vice captain. Yeah. So if you look at your bench and you genuinely think, right, all my doublers are going to play. You know, I think if you have the right doublers, you can you can think, yeah, they're going to play. Um, if you look at all your doublers and think, yeah, they're going to play, and you look at your bench and you think, I can get thirty points from that. Like you know, the Mitrovic this week is is a slightly extreme example, but it shows what can be gained. But across the captain and the vice captain, if you think, but across the bench, so that's what you're looking at—the thirty points for me, twenty-five to thirty. If you look at your bench and think, I can get twenty-five to thirty there. Then it might be worth it, but like that's the sort of thing you have to bear in mind, I think. Um, and like you know, as Dan has said, don't forget that injuries, be them slight injuries, like you know, if like with Bree tonight, that feels textbook. You know, we've got three games in a week. His hamstring's a little bit tight. Let's give him the middle game off. Yeah. Um, that sort of thing can happen as well. So bear that in mind when you're looking at your team. Um, we've got. FPL remain the next question he says are other budget buster players oh he's, so he's got two questions uh, they're separated so he said the best goalkeeper for the budget buster given more is not nailed and then he said are other budget buster players at risk as well Bree not in the squad tonight McFadzi just back from illness um, so we've covered that a little bit but I don't know if you had anything else on the best goalkeeper for the budget buster and whether any of the other sort of prime budget players are at risk. So is Everson budget buster? No, I think change. he's I think he's over five, isn't he? Yeah, he's five point two. Um I'm trying to think of budget goalkeepers now. I haven't looked at it for ages. <laughs> Just sort of put it out of your mind. <laughs> yeah, I have. I I played it ages ago. Um I mean, I'll give you the obvious one, the obvious one for a budget buster, because he won't go up in price uh, on Friday or Thursday night. Uh, Neil Etheridge. Ah, yeah. Neil Etheridge is 4.9. Yeah, you have to go in, I think, with those two fixtures. The the other one, I guess it's worth mentioning, um, and we're talking about security of games, but I, I think... We'd probably have to assume he's the starter at this point. Is James Shea at Luton? Yeah, I would say so. So he's he's the other one. He's four point three. So particularly if you're sort of looking around and um, and everything, like maybe someone you might want to have afterwards as well. Um, you know, as long as you've got someone who, who potentially plays in game week thirty, um, I think someone like James Shea could be a decent option uh, for the budget buster. Um. But again, more might be back. Uh, we'll see what we get in the news. But yeah, those are the two I would say. Um, we've we've sort of talked about the, the the fact that budget buster players might be at risk. Um, I don't know if there's any that sort of jump out to you as potentially sort of at risk of missing a game. Not not really. I think, like we said, Bree had played every single minute until today. That being said, I'm not convinced he starts on Saturday. Um, 
and and you won't find out from Jones either. So um, no. So for for all the people that will sort of like pester me for for Bree news, um, expect that there's going to be nothing unless we get a pleasant surprise. The the only way you'd probably find out if Bree is out is if he's out for like three four weeks and like yeah. like he did with Cornick and he'll just say he's out for a while. Yeah. Um, no, I mean in terms of just I'm I'm scrolling through very quickly in terms of the the potential budget buster players. Um, you know, there, there's an obvious one, someone like Carvalho. We've talked about he could drop out any moment. So if you're planning for him on a single in your in your budget buster, that's that's one potentially. Um, but in general, I think a lot of the players that that people have been looking at for the budget buster. Um, particularly because they tend to be a lot of them, you're more sort of solid sort of performers, you're solid players in the team. Um, They're less likely to drop out. Um, I guess, you know, we'd, we'd look at both McFadzine, whether he's, you know, recovered in time to play um, and uh, Matson. Given that obviously, you know, is is Bidwell coming in to sort of rotate with him? Is he coming in to back him up? Is he coming in to sort of get him in early and then he's going to be their starting player there from the start of next season? Yeah. Um, so that adds a little bit of doubt there. So particularly if you're asking for anyone who's a potential doubt, um, that's the sort of player that I'd, I'd be looking at, you know, keeping your eye on uh, transfers in and how that might affect players um, would probably be the best way to go there. Um, we've got two questions left. Um, one of them is uh, from Ryan Arbor. He says he's already used Budget Buster and Captain Fantastic. Is Midfield Generals the best one left if we can get out five strong double game weekers with no hits? Was hoping to do super subs, but don't trust with rotation and COVID. Multi captain also available. Uh, so, Dan, what are your thoughts on Midfield Generals if you can have five doublers? I. I don't know. I've never really thought about playing this one. It always feels like the worst one possible because, um, yeah, I just don't don't really like it. Out of those options, if you don't fancy super subs, I probably would go multi-captain at this time. Yeah, I'm just trying to think in terms of the doublets. You could have Daniel Johnson, Brennan Johnson, um, Chris Willock, Callum Robinson... And oh god, because <laughs> I was going to say someone like Morgan Gibbs White, but he probably won't be back. Um, plus one, and like, I'll say plus O'Hare. That could that could go amazing for you. It could also be like you know, sort of you gain twelve points. Yeah, you know, Robinson is sort of you know off around 60 minutes in both games and you know that sort of thing so you know i'd, I'd probably look at the extra security of a multi-captain but if you, if you're sort of chasing on any level or you're sort of wanting to you know take a bigger swing i'd i'd look at someone like i'd look at something like midfield generals but um i think if you're just looking to sort of solidly make the most of um of the of the uh of the game week i'd probably look at multi-captain um we've got one more question which came through when i tweeted it out which was uh, from uh petteri Ananen, who asked your recommended 11 for budget buster in game week 28 oh, um so i haven't given this much thought so it would be on the fly um but i go shay and naismith I would go. God, this is going to be great audio, isn't it? <laughs> Vandenberg and oh god, is there a, is there another Coventry defender under um, Dabo? Maybe um, if I name four defenders, uh, I'm going to say I've named four defenders. <laughs> um, I go Whiteman, Willock, 
assuming he stays under and John uh, Brennan Johnson. And I'd go Adebayo, Vyman and Reese, And that's assuming I did 11. Uh, that's very quickly put together in about a minute in my head. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> Dan, I've, I've bought you a little bit of time. Is there anyone who would sort of, you know, jump out or <laughs> sort of... Maybe from Luton, maybe Clark. He's playing in the 10 behind. Maybe him. Um, yeah, it's hard because a lot of the options when we were playing it a few weeks ago, they've actually gone over the threshold yeah. like a Vyman or... Oh yeah, I've just said Vyman. Okay. If, you, if you're going to play okay, Vyman, you might as well go on someone like a Carl and Grant. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard now. It's the, it, I think it was definitely... Obviously, you're going to get the massive double game, yeah. game week, but I actually think player-wise, it was a lot better when we played it earlier on. Yeah, so uh, so that's all our questions. Um, at least I hope it was. <laughs> if uh, if, I, if I've missed your question, then uh, shout at me on Twitter and I probably won't listen to you. But uh, uh, as far as I can tell, <laughs> we've covered all the questions. Um, I, don't, I don't know if... Um, I was just thinking, have, have you had any thoughts about what you'll be doing to your team this week? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably be taking either a minus four or minus eight, and two of the transfers are going to be Colin and Vyman in. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's I, I guess the advantage at the moment, isn't it, in terms of sort of not having to think about budget players, and it really yeah. can be, who do I want? Yeah. Um, I guess you'll be selling Brereton Diaz now? Yeah, that made it a lot easier. <laughs> having to choose between Brera and Diaz or, or Mitro. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really haven't decided yet. <laughs> um, part of it depends on whether I get any more news on more. Uh, that obviously massively affects what I do in terms yeah. of whether I need to buy a goalkeeper um, because my other goalkeeper is Rodak. Uh, like for me, whereas some of the other weeks when there were games being called off left, right and centre. I didn't mind going without a goalkeeper. For a double, I feel like it. you can just gain so much from having a, a decent goalkeeper that um, yeah. I'll probably be making sure I have a double uh, goalkeeper there. Yeah, I might uh, do like... That's part of my minus eight, if I did, it would be like more to Everson, I think, just for yeah. how many games he's got. Um, but beyond that, uh, or that will have a knock-on effect in terms of what I do... Um, and what boost I play. I'll play a boost this week. Um, I won't be playing midfield generals. Um, I can say that now. Um, and I won't be overhauling, um, which leaves me with multi-captain or super subs, um, which again, my goalkeeper situation, that affects the viability of the super subs because, um, you know, if I if I have a goalkeeper that's not going to play, then that's, that's not worth really doing it. Um so, so yeah. So we're nearly at the end of this set of boosts. So all the sort of like you know, I'm sure you you guys will be very happy. Um, it's game week 28 now, so only two more game weeks, and then everyone has boosts again. Um, be interesting to see what happens to the ranks uh, in the next sort of two or three weeks, uh, particularly this week. Um, obviously, this is the big double, um, or the big double of this set. Um, I think there are a couple of doubles that are shaping up in the last set that can be very big. Yeah. Um, for those who uh, who haven't been keeping track, um, follow me or uh, Rob at FPL underscore Panda, um, who's been putting basically all the fixture rearrangements that I tweet out. Rob very handily puts them into a planner that you can then see them on. Um, but, you know, I don't know what boosts we're, we're going to have. Um, if the gaffer guys are listening and want to drop me any hints, that would be lovely. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, obviously that'll be fun. And we'll get into sort of like uh, in the next couple of weeks, I would guess, get into the sort of looking ahead to those, particularly once they drop. And uh, yeah, uh, good luck with the double game week this week. Um, I hate all of you that are playing Budget Buster on it. <laughs> at least you've got a boost angus blooming hell yeah but i mean somehow i've managed to end up without uh captain fantastic 
like the 20 for 27 or 28 and i didn't have the budget buster um but yeah no having a boost is nice uh <laughs> but yeah uh i hope all the budget players flop uh, <laughs> but yeah um thank you for listening uh, we'll be back next week at some point to be determined <laughs> so uh until then thank you for listening goodbye Bye.